everyone, and welcome to The Propcast. My name is Louisa Dickens, co-founder of LMRE and board director of the UKPA, and I shall be your weekly host. Each week for 30 minutes, we'll be connecting the VCs, prop tech startups, and real estate professionals globally, and assist in bridging that famous communication gap we all love talking about. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome to The Propcast. Today's guest is Bob Courteau, Chief Executive of Alders Group, and we will be talking about the power of global data. Um, so welcome, Bob. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, Louisa. Thanks for having me. Great to chat with you. Awesome. For those who are listening, Bob has numerous years of experience working at international markets and is responsible for the overall strategic direction of the Alters Group. Since joining as CEO in 2012, Bob has repositioned the company for growth by capitalizing on a global market opportunity for software and data solutions into the commercial real estate sector. And a little bit of background to Altus Group, who is the leading provider of software, data solutions, and independent advisory services to the global commercial real estate industry. Their businesses, Altus Analytics and Altus Expert Services, reflects decades of experience a range of expertise and technology-enabled capabilities. Their solutions empower clients to analyze, gain insight, and recognize value on their real estate investments. They're headquartered in Canada and have approximately 2,250 employees with offices around the world, and it keeps on growing. And their clients include many of the world's largest commercial real estate industry participants. So that's a little bit about who we're speaking to and what we're going to be learning about the power of data. Bob, now... If we're going to say the kickstart of the questions, you know, just from that introduction, Altus Group has gone, has clearly grown and gone from strength to strength. And I guess resuming along with the recognitions of the importance of data, why do you think this, there's been such an increase in interest in it from, I guess, the real estate industry? Yeah, great starting question. Like for me, it's, it's pretty obvious why the industry is really becoming really much more focused on data it really comes down to three things one of one of them and the obvious one is there's a return on controlling your data when you don't control it it costs you money the the actual opportunity cost of redoing work not having efficient workflows is high and you know we do an annual commercial real estate executive survey and we ask a question about how much time are people spending managing and organizing data. And frankly, almost half spent, said that they're spending 15 to 25% of their time managing and organizing data. So it's, it's just that cost imperative is critical to get under control. And then clean data, really getting control of how you look at your business is fundamental to good governance, insight, and decision-making. So at the baseline, there's a, there's a high need in our industry. But what's accelerated it even more is that we've had a bunch of people come into our industry from other industries where they're really good at uh, monetizing data, turning data into information. You know, people like the CTOs, data scientists, mm. and, and frankly, even some of the prop tech companies have seen how you can take data and turn it into information. And so the, the new normal for real, real estate is to really go after this huge demand uh, for information in a way that it can really change your competitive dynamic. 
And then you throw the pandemic in it and, you know, you start thinking about things like customer demographics, the implications of commuting, retail of the future, mixed use work and live paradigms, up and coming, you know, trends around global supply chains, new neighborhoods, new cities, the high need to control tenant experience and client and corporate expectations competitive contracting this takes you into a whole new world of understanding and a whole new set of data for our industry that is going to be important yeah back to your point about sort of ctos and i guess coming to our industry i've for a lot of my clients we i'm now trying to attract ctos from all sorts of other industries whether it's sort of like finance or other technology sectors and it's they're now seeing the huge opportunity they have to really sort of change uh, the real estate world so that's sort of big picture which i do and i'm all these real estate investment funds are finally hiring these ctos as well or heads of innovation you know uh, digital transformation managers so it's an exciting time for i guess the change of data movement movement of people so i guess how has your sort of customer and clients list grown over the years? Have there been larger sort of clients to market? Are they sort of smaller clients? What's the change you've seen? Well, I, I, th- I think the biggest change we've seen is the globalization of our client base. Uh, we were always strong in Canada where we originated and, and in the US that, you know, that has been historically the focus of our business. But about four or five years ago, we made a conscious uh, decision to invest in a, in a global capacity. Really, it was in the, in the primary orientation, really supporting, you know, the globalization of real estate. When we start thinking about the biggest companies in the world who are our clients, it's just following those clients around the world in a way where we could support them in, in their needs. And, and for that reason, now we have offices in Sydney, Singapore, Hong Kong, London, Paris, you know, and, and truly it is a, a global business. And, and that's really helped us grow our, our client base in those markets as well. And so, so really, if you look at our client base in, in the U.S., we're sorry, in Canada, the U.S. and the U.K. now, we're really a valuation standard. We build functionality in Germany and France to really make sure that we uh, achieve the same level of standardization. All of this sets up the opportunity to springboard into a global data platform. And we've done that. And we, we are fortunate to work with some of the biggest companies in the world and work with them to get control of uh, their assets on a global basis using our software, our data, and our services platform. But looking at those sort of three platforms you just mentioned, I guess, what's, how have you managed to service all your sort of global clients and sort of give them access to data? and how do you give them the ability to generate the most value um, from it? So we, we in the U.S. have always done really well with Argus as a platform for valuation. But what we've done the last four or five years is turn that into a technology that allows people to get control of their portfolio. So really start thinking about normalizing decision-making on assets in multiple markets, both for the origination or the acquisition, but also in terms of planning your portfolio, budgeting, looking at the sensitivity analysis associated with your portfolio. So we have a technology now that allows the biggest companies in the world to actually look at their assets on, a, on, a, on the basis of value 
against their their plans, their their goals in terms of achieving their investment performance. And so that 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 really has been a big driver in the growth of Argus as a global product. But we started by supporting you know these companies in the U.S. where we have a hundred funds on our cloud-based data platform. Wow. And we've married that up with a mid-market strategy where we can support in a first in an Argus on-demand environment and now in a cloud environment, you know, both small and mid-sized companies. So they could actually have access to a modern infrastructure. And now we have, you know, over 6,000 software customers. If you take the top 200 customers or sorry, investors in the world, you know, we have, you know, over 180 on our platform in some fashion, whether it's software data in our fund management platform or our valuation management platform. So we have multiple entry points and, and we're now connecting these solutions in a way where people can take control of their portfolios on a global basis. So lots of entry points and by making investments in offices and people in each of these markets, we also have visibility to what's going on in the, you know, on a global basis. Yeah. And I guess for you, is there a particular part of the product that you're sort of most excited about since um, joining a CEO or has there been sort of a particular sort of success story? Yeah, I, I think the, the first shift we made is to turn Argus valuation DCF into an enterprise product. And we continue to add a lot of functionality around that. It was a three-prong strategy, extend the functionality and go global and find ourselves in a place where we could actually integrate it with a cloud-based uh, platform. So a mo- like a modernization of the applications. And we continue to make significant strides in all three. So the extension of the product in terms of functionality and making sure that our biggest clients can operate you know, their portfolios on a global basis. And now with Argus Cloud, to be able to do that in a modern uh, way that frankly, coming back to your first question, now allows people to control their data, not only, you know, through Argus, but through things like APIs and the uh, ability to include Argus data as part of other workflows uh, that they might have in the business. And I guess since, I guess your products that are changing your client and sort of customer base, you know, growing, is the vision still the same? And I think a lot of a lot of my clients and just businesses out there, they a lot of people, a lot of businesses struggle when you go global to sort of maintain the right sort of culture and vision. I guess how how uh, how does your business go about doing that? Well, I think we've hired amazing people, and it's a huge differentiation for for our business. You know, a, a big part of that is we we absolutely want to make sure that the entry point on these new markets is a a customer service entry point. You know, it's great to have the technology. It's important to be able to give people the functionality they're looking for. Cloud-based technology opens up the opportunity to really, really innovate um, on how you operate your business on a global basis. But at the end of the day, you have to have people that are like-minded about making the customer the priority as you move forward. And we've been able to do that. Our, Our teams in London, Paris, Luxembourg, uh, Singapore, Hong Kong. We, we've added a, a number of really, really talented individuals because at the end of the day, 
people are more interested in the outcomes, the, 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 the results of all of this new technology and what it means for their business than the actual platforms themselves. And, and the embodiment of that is the quality of people we have in our organization and the focus on, you know, culture uh, and a service-oriented culture in our business. Is there, is there a shortage of talent in your sector or a specific sort of area of your business where there's a skill shortage where you, you might know maybe we need to draw in people from other sectors? Yeah, we, we absolutely have done that. And Louisa, you know this. In, in this industry, finding people that understand the basic workings and mechanisms of modern real estate and a good understanding of technology and data is really, really tough. And we've been able to find some of those people and get them working in our company. But beyond that, we definitely have brought in data scientists, mm -hmm. uh, folks that understand things like machine learning, really brought in you know people from the information services business now that are playing big roles in our company. And even we've even brought in traditional real estate people where they've had they've had a, a chance to really get involved in our technology. And so banding all of that together is a big part of the chemistry we're trying to achieve yeah. where you can really, really achieve for our customers uh, a good understanding of where we've been as an industry and where we have to go. Yeah. And I guess if we're talking about where you have to go, let's start talking, you know, let's look at the future. How, how do you see the demand for data and sort of software changing? You know, what, what are clients reaching out for? And I'm, I'm, sh I'm sure it's sort of changed if we're looking at sort of post COVID times. Yeah. I, I think I talked about it earlier in my opening comments. It's um, you have to take cost out with data. You have to find yourselves not, you know, continually, recreating the same data that you did, you know, that you had last quarter, last month, last week. And, and the automation of your workflows, the improvement in the way you um, manage your business is, is fundamental. That's not real estate. That's every industry. If you don't have things like straight through processing of data and information, you're going to be at a competitive advantage. Uh, I would tell you that the most innovative, largest companies in the world are building huge uh, data lakes that give them information, not only from the real estate industry, but from other industries to spot new trends, new opportunities. What are the, what are the cities of the future? What are the neighborhoods of the future yeah. uh, that are going to really drive the way you can create value, value as part of your portfolio. And, and because uh, those companies are driving these kind of new ways of looking at uh, commercial real estate, it becomes a little bit of an arms race because they're creating tech envy with this new models around data. You can be sure that the industry as a whole is going to move there. And if you don't keep up with that same kind of original thinking or innovative thinking, then you're going to be left behind on, on those opportunities and it'll show up in the performance of your fund. Yeah. Are there any sort of parts of the world which is sort of slower in this uptake or are there any future markets where you're looking at targeting as a business? I mean, I, I think PropTech is a really good purveyor of where there is pace and change. And obviously the U.S. has been unbelievable in producing new and innovative companies and always more to come more investment in the U S and, and what, what I've observed is, you know, in the UK, 
all of a sudden not far behind and frankly catching up in many cases with a lot of very exciting companies. But now what you're seeing is that the world is turning to prop tech, you know, where mm. traditional venture capital companies uh, are now around the world looking at supporting this industry because of the opportunity to, you know, accelerate the way business is done, maybe, maybe more than any other industry in the world, because, you know, historically we've been a little bit behind. And so the catch up uh, that's going on right now is, is amazing. So, you know, the hot, the hot areas and, you know, the largest companies are in, you know, New York, Toronto, uh, London, Paris. And so that's where you're seeing a lot of the innovation um, yeah. led by, led by, you know, the biggest companies in the world that are finding different ways to do business. Yeah. My, my aim this year for LMR race, we've obviously, we cover East and West coast, but my aim was to go to Toronto to sort of go, I get a good feel for the prop tech community there. Fortunately, it's obviously travel's been slightly slowed down, which Bob, I'm sure you're slightly enjoying not being on a flight nonstop, but I can't wait to go to get a good feel for that market. Cause it seems like there's a lot of activity going on there. I guess going back to your um, point about, I guess, other people coming to the market as a growing space, what makes Altus sort of the right choice opposed to other companies out there? What sort of, what gives you your competitive edge? Well, I, I think I already said it. We have the best team in the industry. I really believe that. We believe in convergence. It's not software. It's not services. It's not data. It's actually a platform that allows people to really think about how they can collect the information to run their business. Well, we, we try and make the company exciting and interesting for the people that are here. And we believe in promoting choice and openness. And as, as part of our API strategy more and more, we believe there's an opportunity to share data in the industry and, and do that not only with our clients, also with other innovators in the industry, whether it's you know the large incumbent players or some of the early innovative prop tech companies. And I think, you know, we've invested in prop tech directly. We work closely with, you know, the prop tech companies and even with some of the venture capital companies to increase the move towards an open and innovative world. And so I think for all those reasons, we've prospered because we've been open and innovative. We've actually enjoyed a disproportionate amount of success as a company. So give to get. Yeah. And um, I guess outside of data, um, if we're talking about sort of collaborating with whether it's other sort of businesses or areas, are there any other, what other innovation do you see sort of really affecting real estate out, out, outside of data? Yeah. I mean, the whole, the whole world is going to be driven by AI, machine learning, the ability to collect data at scale and to put that data into information. So the, the two big themes as we go forward and, you know, the, the, tra- the transition we're on is to be able to combine the automation of processes and workflows, not only inside of Argus and our valuation management platform, but to do that in partnership with other companies in the industry. And then to really, really light that up, the ability to use AI and other modeling capabilities uh, for decision making is going to be very, very cool. And then if you look, if you look forward, you know, online marketplaces, the way consumers are going to interact with real estate is going to change. So creating choice and understanding of 
you know, different types of relationships around the world is, is also going to be, is it going to change? And, and that is going to create complexity. That's going to require some level of new efficiency to be able to realize uh, the yeah. opportunity. That sort of covers my question, sort of where, where do you sort of see the next sort of big opportunities for prop tech post-COVID? And I completely agree with you. You're going to see an uptake in, you know, those areas you just mentioned. If we're specifically looking at Altus, you know, where do you, where do you see Altus sort of five years, five years down the road? Well, we, we are organizing ourselves and have been for the last six years to have a global integrated cloud-based modern platform. So people can really operate their portfolios in that fashion. We also believe that valuation is the the whole appraisal process is the uh, best place in the industry to collect data regularly with certainty with underlying data, with underlying information that gives you the right level of insight on what's going on in your company. And mm-hmm. for the industry, and we want to really light that up. We want to light that up in ways that allow um, organizations to have the fundamental platform and information to run their business, improve workflows, uh, create liquidity, understand investment decisions, really give good insights to their investors, have proper governance, all the meat and potatoes that you see in other industries that you know have been in some respects lacking. But then we want to flip over and do that with innovators like prop tech companies and again some of the organizations like VPS and Yardi, yeah. where we can lift the value not only for our solutions, but in in combination with other smart innovative companies in the in the industry. And that's what we're we're all about. And I would say that we've had two lifts in the business. The, the first lift was the move towards uh, functionality and globalization. The second one was modernization. And for us today, the big thing we're working on for the next few years is all about information management and yeah. data, data in a way that is going to drive the business. And, and that's, that's where we're going, all oriented towards supporting the largest global investment management companies in the world but also the network that comes with that, the companies that serve those companies, and even in the small and medium marketplaces, give them an opportunity to have access to, you know, some of these solutions that are gonna be critical to operating your business as a real estate company, a modern real estate company. Yeah, well, it's, it sounds like you're gonna be a very busy man, Bob, for the next sort of few years. And so on. God. Uh, but it, it sounds definitely exciting. You're definitely innovating and adapting. And I'm sure a lot of prop techs would love some sort of collaboration with your business or ways of sort of working together. So I'm sure you won't be short of people putting their hands up for that. Unfortunately, this brings us to the end of the show. But I guess before we go, Bob, is there anything you'd like to um, share with the audience and our listeners or the best way for them to connect with you and learn more about your business? Yeah, I, you know what? We just held our Argus Connect virtual event and we had Rick Clark on from Brookfield and he, he shared a, a little piece of advice that I thought I would pass along. When you start thinking about what we're trying to do, the industry with others, his advice was if you, you can accomplish anything 
as long as you don't try and take credit for it. And I thought that was a really, really nice way of looking how we're thinking about the industry. We don't have to do it alone. We're going to try and do it with others. And mm. if you want to connect with me, um, I'm very active on LinkedIn. I'm not that hard to find. And I'll look forward to hearing from folks. And, and I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today, Louisa. Oh, God, no. It's um, been a pleasure um, learning about, I guess, the business and what's to come. And it it sounds really hopeful. And it's, it's nice to have a positive conversation. And I guess... Best of luck to um, you and the business. And I guess looking forward to catching up again with you soon. Thank you for coming on the PropCast. Great. Best industry in the world to work in. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Thank you for joining us this week on the PropCast. And a big thanks to our special guests. Make sure you visit our website, www.nmre.co.uk, where you can subscribe to our show or you'll find us on iTunes and Spotify, where all good content is found. Whilst you're at it, if you found value in the show, we'd appreciate if you could rate and review us on iTunes, or if you simply just spread the word. Be sure to tune in next Tuesday, and I'll catch you later. You're listening to a podcast company podcast. This was made by Podcast Syndicator, where we help you go from start to grow to making money with your podcast. Let us help you share your message and your voice with the world. Reach out now, Jason at podcastsyndicator.com or Brett at podcastsyndicator.com to find out more. Thank you for listening and do come back to hear nothing but the best podcasts.